0: Hello and welcome to the Sock Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sock Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Amanda Weick, who's the executive director of Discover Dixon. Amanda, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Can you just give us a quick snapshot, Amanda? Who are you? Who do you love? Give us an intro.
1: Sure. Um... I'm Amanda Wyke. I've been a part of this community since the day I was born, born and raised here in Sterling. Um, You know, I am a mother of one wonderful son, 21-year-old Jack, Um, and... Yeah. What else do you want to know?
0: Well, I mean, so that's a great intro. And I think what's helpful, too, is you've been uh, serving and living in this community for a long time. I have. Most recently uh, working with United Way, but now you're also in a new position with Discover Dixon, which some people may know as the Chamber of Commerce for Dixon. So maybe talk a little bit about that, of the the journey. What's the the story of Amanda, of of what's taking you on the journey from getting started, maybe through schooling, and what led you into civic engagement and things like that?
1: Sure. Okay. So I actually, what started my professional journey, I was a young mom. Um, Mm. I became a mom when I was 20 years old. So I jumped out of schooling into a career very quickly. Um, and I was, I worked for a few different businesses in town. Most, the most lengthy was Heartland Controls, Mm. um, which was great experience. And with that, I was there kind of from the time it was small with only a few employees, you know, through, I think it was 13 years that I spent there. We really grew. So with that, I got to learn a lot from accounting to customer service Mm. to marketing, all kind of a ton of great experience. Yep. Um at that point my son needed me a little bit more. He was growing up and I I really felt like I needed to be closer to his schedule mm. and I started coaching swimming. So that was you know a great joy passion project. I was very lucky to be able to do that mm-hmm. and to work with all of the kids and coach them in life. But was that through, through one of the swimming. schools
0: or through one of the park districts? It was
1: through Sterling Park District. Okay. I coached Sterling Stingrays. Wow. So during that time, my son was swimming. It was great because we were home after school together, but then we would go to practice at night together. So it yeah. was just much better for us to be on the same schedule during that period of his transformative years. Yeah. And through that, I also realized, you know, I wasn't just coaching swimming. These kids were coming and they were talking to me about everything going on in their life and um I realized it was I wanted to help them and I wanted to help these kids and I wanted to help more than just swimmers. So at that point, um, I decided to go back to school and in social work. And I I really wanted to work with kids at that time. Mm. So um, when I did that, I went to Big Brothers Big Sisters Mm. at that same time. And what year was this? This was in 2017. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Was when I started with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I left coaching, and you know, became the county program director there. Wow. Um, and then another pivot happened in 2019. During my time there, I was diagnosed with cancer,
0: Mm. and
1: so I pivoted again at the end of my treatment and went to the YWCA in Dixon. And was a child and family specialist there for a little while. Wow. Um, And that's where I fell in love with Dixon was at that time. Yeah. Um, From there, I moved to, we were in the same building as United Way and Mm -hmm. a very, you know, big life change for all of us happened with the pandemic. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go into schools and work with kids anymore. So Mm. I moved to United Way and... Loved that. I loved being a part of United Way and working with all of the different agencies in the community. It was awesome. Wow. Um, and then United Way led me to Discover Dixon. So I okay. had joined the board of Discover Dixon, mm. and um, everything that the organization kind of stands for is really just about bettering the community. Mm. And You know, Discover Dixon is a little different because it is and well, I'm sure we'll get into this more, but it it houses a lot of different organizations that are often separate Mm. are all a part of one. Oh, wow. Um, So when I joined that board, I was offered a position of assistant director to help transition as the current executive director was leaving through a period of time and then um, ultimately just this past week I became the executive director there.
0: Wow so you are you are fresh on the job. I am
1: fresh on the job but very familiar with the yeah, organization. Absolutely. But but
0: no one no one to kick the can up the up the street to anymore. The, yes. the buck has to stop with you now.
1: Well um, and my amazing board.
0: <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. Um, I, I'm I'm interested a little bit in um, I wonder, and maybe we can get into this a little bit later if, if you're open to sure. it, but how has your journey of uh, your diagnosis and then remission, mm-hmm. has that affected how you have uh, attacked all these opportunities? You, you seem to be a person who um, has kind of dived in, not to not to excuse the swimming pun, uh, dived in headfirst on multiple different uh, kind of big Adventures almost.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, And I think part of that has always been innate with me. Mm. I just kind of am a dive head first kind of a person. But that being said, absolutely, my cancer journey has affected that because you do just value life in a different way Mm. post treatment Yeah, Um, and just try to appreciate every minute and, you know, make an impact where you can. Yeah. So you never know how long you have to make an impact. Yeah. So by diving headfirst, you can really, you know, get some things done for the community while you have your time here.
0: Has that contributed to um, the the amount of transitions you've done in the last five six years? Um, because, and I think the the stereotype of people staying with an organization for any amount of time has changed a lot in the last couple of decades. Absolutely. It's much more common now for people to stay with a company or organization for one year, two year, three years. Um, is that kind of just a part of part of the water we're swimming in? Or was that because you, you were saying how you were involved in the YWCA pandemic changed what you were able to do in your position. And so you said, well, let me switch to this other organization, which shared the same building, so like that, a lot of the same values, but I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what caused you to kind of um, find new opportunities.
1: You know, I, I, that's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about this until you're saying this, but I think those opportunities just presented organically mm. and it was never necessarily a, I was seeking new opportunity. Something just came in front of me where yeah. I was presented with a choice and I had to make a choice. Yeah.
0: So, what gave you the the confidence to make that choice? Because any type of change is hard.
1: Any type of change and, is hard, and
0: f- there's certain types of people that can make change changes quicker, easier, maybe, or with less anxiety, perhaps. Um, whereas other people would be like, you know, what I got going is a good thing. I'm not going to mess this up. So, what what's the trait that has allowed you to kind of be like, yeah, let's jump into this new thing?
1: I think um, since in that time, it is where can I make the most difference? Mm. Where can, a, am I going to stay here where I am making a difference? yeah. But can I make a greater difference in a different role and give somebody else the opportunity here to make a difference yeah. in this role? Wow. And um, I think that change is good. Mm. I think that, you know, I think something good about those shorter tenures in locations causes just more progress and more change there's fresh energy yeah when you start a new role um and sometimes you know when you're in something for such a long period of time tendencies get stagnant yes even if that it's not intentional
0: right a lot of times you just don't even notice it anymore we become blind to the things we're just used to seeing all the time yes yeah
1: and you get busy and things, you know, you don't mm. have that new fresh energy mm. where you are, you know, setting goals initially and doing those things. And yeah. um, I think fresh energy can be good.
0: I agree with you. And, it, you know, I'm I'm also new to the community and new to my position in my, my role at the church here. And so I, I have that. I've, I've had to apologize to people in the last couple of months of saying, sorry, I'm just coming with fresh eyes. You know, so I'm going to ask why a lot. Um, how do you get past the... Uh, the roadblocks of being the the person with fresh energy and fresh perspective, uh, trying to create change, maybe with others who have been in the position. Right. Because like if you are the change maker or the new person asking, well, why do we do it this way? Could we do it this way? Sometimes that means that you're pushing up against some other uh uh, systems or structures that it, it's it's hard. People are like, hey, why why are we changing these things? And so, if you're always the one pushing for that, sometimes it can be tiring to be the one who's driving that all the time.
1: I think it's important to balance that. Mm. So, not driving force with change immediately out the gate. Mm. I like to spend some time thinking and yeah. listening. And understanding what's in place presently before going in and making abrupt change. And change can be small. It doesn't have to be like you tear down the wall when you come in. You can, you know, just piece by piece, step by step, um, make change. And that's usually when big change comes, right? It's not usually breaking down the wall. It's the small change over time Mm, that mm. can sometimes be more impactful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now that you're in your new position with Discover Dixon, mm-hmm. um, you are kind of hinting at the fact that there's there's multiple different uh, groups that kind of are represented within the umbrella of Discover Dixon. Talk to us a little bit about what are the what's the scope of what Discover Dixon kind of oversees for the city?
1: OK, so we are um, where we are chamber, mm-hmm. Main Street, tourism and economic development is all you know, we're part of all of those puzzles N- You know, obviously it's a community effort and everything, Yeah. Yeah. but, um, those are in the mission of discover Dixon.
0: Got it. And so do you find that it's, um, is it easier to have some of those kind of working together things? Some of the conversations I've been having with people, there will be these different entities in a city or a town that are working towards the same goals, but don't always have the opportunity to communicate with each other, to even know, Hey, we're actually working towards this together. Um, has that been different in Dixon?
1: So it has, and this is this is recent, fairly recent that these have all merged. I think it was five ish years ago, maybe just a little longer mm. than that. Mm. Um, and it was so smart. And the boards of Main Street and the chamber at that time came together and said, "Well, we could do this separately, or we can come together yeah. and see what we can do." And when they did that, there were absolutely growing pains, but it just allowed, you know, you have a shared marketing person, you have shared events, you're just coming together and you're able to stretch those resources a little further. Mm. And, um, you know, then the city wanted to be a part of it too. And so they kind of have gotten involved. The city is a major partner of ours. And so we're all working together in Dixon where from the knowledge that I've learned recently, everything was in silos. Everyone yeah. was doing their own separate thing. And when this came together, you've just seen the progress and you see the mm. bustling riverfront in Dixon yeah. and you see festivals happening in Dement And you have, we just had an event at Lowell park. So the parks are working. The park district is working with wow, us. You know, yeah. we're all working together and it's all for the betterment of Dixon.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a really cool uh, thing to hear. There's, there's a cynical part of me that goes, that's almost sounds almost too good to be true because I also know that when you get more cooks in the kitchen, sometimes decisions are harder to, to, to make. Have you experienced that with, with consolidating some of these groups, getting more interests that you have to, uh, appease more perspectives that you have to hear out before you can kind of move forward? Has that been a, a thing that has slowed things down or have you guys not experienced that?
1: I think that they did experience that in the beginning, mm. just as there were growing pains. And especially when you're merging two organizations that have been running very separately, when yeah. they do come together and you figure out what you want to keep and what you want to you know, get rid of that has mm. been a part of those organizations for so long, I think that that was probably a more challenging time. Yeah. But I think what's really neat about Dixon that I love Mm. is that everyone involved really keeps in mind that the betterment of the community is the goal. Interesting. That is what everybody's working toward. And so I think everybody involved right now, and maybe it just took time to have, you know, the right people in the right places, for that to happen, maybe there's some magic to that. I don't mm, know, mm. but I think that they have come in and everybody is willing to listen. Of course, not everybody agrees all the time, that's not gonna happen, that's not human nature. But everybody still is working toward making Dixon a better place. And you know, they went through some really hard times yeah. with Rita Cronwell and that yeah. whole situation, so that might bring a different perspective. As well, you know, mm. like we were saying with cancer, yeah, that brings yeah. different perspective. Yeah. Hard times bring a new perspective in.
0: Well, and even the recognition of what are the things that led us to this and uh, how can we make sure not to do it again? And so it would make sense in the context of Dixon where uh, silos is a thing that people want to stay af- stay away from.
1: Absolutely. Um, and
0: having more overlap more team work, but also team accountability is probably a a helpful thing for the city of Dixon. Um, What are some of the things that, um, that in your role now, and even though um, you've served in a bunch of different organizations and stuff in Dixon, but now most recently with discover Dixon, what is like what you would call the best kept secret that people that you think people don't know about Dixon yet that, that they need to know? What are some things that, uh, you are surprised to hear when people go, Oh, I didn't know that was going on, or things like that?
1: Honestly, I think, well, there's a lot. And I think <laughs> a lot of it comes from this organization and the growth that it's had. So I think mm. that some of these are kept secrets just because it's all still so new. Yeah. Um, but I think that the events in Dixon, are incredible. Yeah, and there's so many of them. Yes, that um, I wish I wish everyone could experience all of them because they're so fun. And yeah. um, so I think you know some of my favorites that are coming up or that we're getting ready for uh, the city market, which is every Wednesday night, mm. and it is you know it's very cool because it's all mostly homemade things. There's food vendors. There's things. That has grown from I think last summer it started with twenty vendors. Mm. This summer we're starting with fifty-three. Wow. So and that, as of last week, that's where we're starting. So yeah. I think that's a huge there's music playing every Wednesday night. It just yeah. brings the whole community together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and weekly throughout the summer. Right. So that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, Our music at the square is there's also music every Friday night at John Dixon Park, a different band every week. Mm. Um, That's really fun. Mm. And, you know, then a new one that we have, which hopefully won't be a secret for long, but we have a festival coming this fall to Dement Town in Dixon. Oh, okay. So we're really trying to spread things throughout the city so that everybody has access to these events. Right. Um, and that it can serve all areas of the community and expose all areas of our community.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, it, it's interesting to me, um, just the thought of that, of, of exposing the different areas of the community, because it's not, you know, this isn't an, an enormous area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still a small town mm-hmm. feel, it's still a small town community. Mm-hmm. And yet there are things where people go, oh, I didn't even know that I was there. Yes. And it's like. How, how did you not know, you know, or, or, you know, well, you driven by that all the time. Didn't you see the work that was happening there? Um, why is it important to um, have, have the community come together regularly rather than just saying, well, we got the Petunia festival. That's, that's good to go. Like why, why reinvent the wheel? What, what is it that causes you and other members of the board that discover Dixon to keep finding new ways to bring the community together?
1: Well, we want the community to thrive, right? Yeah. And so for a community to thrive, there's many pieces of that. And you have your, we want our businesses to thrive. We mm. want our families to thrive. We want our nonprofits to thrive. We want all of it to thrive together. Yeah. And so bringing this, um, what's cool about City Market is that you have, it is in the downtown where a lot of our shopping district yep. is. Yep. Um, we also have all of these young entrepreneurs, kids, entrepreneurs that will come out and, you know, do their product out yeah. of their tent there as well as other entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then the nonprofits come into this as well and they are able to provide activities for the family. So there's free family friendly activities for everybody to do at the city market. So it kind of serves all of yeah. those sectors of the community And I think it's awesome for everyone to have that exposure to know. Mm -hmm. You know, I do think in in talking not Discover Dixon, one of I think the best kept secrets are all of the nonprofit work that's being done in our communities. Mm. Um, And this is probably more from United Mm -hmm. Way perspective. But there are, you know, in, in Dixon, in Lee County, United Way serves 30 nonprofit programs. wow, And I mean, that's unreal. And yeah. people have no idea all of the work that's being done behind those scenes. So right. the city market will bring them to the front and mm. let people see the work that they're doing while also having fun.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's, is that, is that sort of being made aware it helps encourage even just pride in your area of recognizing, look at the things that are happening here. You know, look at look at the, the good that people are doing. Look at the new, like you were saying, the new entrepreneurs getting their foot in the door and trying out, you know, a new, a new part of the market, you know, kind of thing. And and it, it helps everyone who lives here realize how much good is happening. Yeah. And, and it encourages just further connection and involvement. Um, and I think that that's, that's cool for, for me to see as, as a new person to the community, a, a, a new local um, and, and really just get to getting to see all the things that are already happening, all the momentum that's already happening in all these different uh, sectors and being able to point to me like, oh, wow, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Um, and that hasn't always been the case in the area. And so I'm, I'm curious uh, from your time kind of you know, living and, and and serving, you know, whether it's Dixon or just the wider Sock Valley, how have you seen kind of, uh, well, let's say with Dixon first, how have you seen Dixon change during your time working in the city and kind of working with both, you know, YWCA, United Way, and now with Discover Dixon? How has Dixon changed in the last, you know, five to 10 years?
1: I think it's become more collaborative. Mm. Uh, and I will say, um, as Discover Dixon, we're one of the hubs of the community but I've watched that from afar mm. and seen those things grow from afar, yeah. Um, and gotten involved with that through the nonprofit sector, coming into yeah. that. Yeah. So I think that's been huge. When I started working in Dixon, was about the time that these organizations merged. Mm. So you've really watched everything kind of explode, and on top of that, you know, grants have opened up, and you know the upside of the pandemic is that grants opened up. And so we were able to get some funding into the community to really expand. And um, I know that there were grants awarded for the theater to, you know, Mm -hmm. better the arts community and grants to expand the riverfront and, you know, walking paths and, Mm -hmm. you know, again, free, free things for the community to be able to do, to stay healthy and um, promote healthy living. And then, you know, all of those things help lead to the economic development of the community, and we have the new hotels coming up yeah. and the new gateway development out there. So there is a ton that has changed in Dixon in five years yeah. that I've been working there.
0: What what was kind of the linchpin for that that gateway development that's happening down there by the the highways? You know, because when I even when I first got here almost a year ago, mm-hmm. no mention of what was going on, and then probably since Christmas. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's like 17 things coming in there and it's all being announced at the same time. How long was that project in development? Were you a part of the conversations with that?
1: No, I was late in the game on that one. I came in when that was already done. Mm. Um, But I, again, I'm going to go back to what brought that to the table is all of these different organizations working together. Yeah. Um, You know, economic development in Dixon is not just one organization. There is, you know, LCIDA in the city and discover Dixon. They bring so many people to the table. Hmm. And I think, you know, when you have more minds thinking, Mm. you just become a little more innovative and you're able to, And and this is my assumption, because like I said, I wasn't a part of this, but being a part of that team now and being able to work with them, it is bringing all of those different perspectives to the table and, you know, just kind of creating some magic there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's one of those things, too, where I think um, I'm reflecting on the fact that there's always a lot of things happening behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that don't the public doesn't necessarily know what's going on um, until things are then communicated. How do you make sure in, in developments like that, in, in ongoing projects like that, how do you find the balance with communicating with the public? Because if you don't communicate enough, then it just seems like uh, all this stuff is happening in secret behind closed doors until 10 months later, ta-da, here's this fully formed thing. And then people go, where'd this come from? Versus, you know, every other week, here's a little update from this other, you know, board meeting that may or may not show much going on or, okay, do people even care? Or, you know, you get the sentiment of like, well, we've been working on this for a long time and nothing's really happened yet. How do you balance keeping, keeping the community in the loop so that they can have buy-in and excitement, Mm -hmm. but still making sure that it's like, well, you can't, you can't invite 500 voices to the
1: table. No, you can't. And on top of that, you know, There's things that are completely out of our control,
0: Mm.
1: you know, outside of the community financing, things like that, that we have no say in. Um, And so I think that it's important when those developments are happening, that everything is going to happen before you make that announcement or you lose trust in the community. If you're saying, you know, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. Well, something might happen that's completely out of your control or, you know, anybody at that table's control and if if it doesn't come then it's that's who's to blame even though yeah. it couldn't so i think it's important that i think our community is very mindful about making sure that something is actually going to happen before we present it to the public mm. because you know again we want we want to have the full trust of the community and if we say things are going to happen that don't then Yeah. Who, who would trust you?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that, you know, we do in our office specifically in discover Dixon, we get, uh, we're also the welcome center in Dixon. So Mm. we, you know, we have a lot of people coming in the door locally and from afar. And so I think that we hear a lot, Mm. um, And so we're willing to listen anytime, anytime Mm. the community wants to have a voice, they can come into our office and we're happy to hear them out. How do
0: you, how do you make sure to discern between like a good idea and like an idea that's worth pursuing? Because I'm sure now working together with multiple different uh, uh, previously siloed organizations now Mm -hmm. coming together to collaborate together, there's all kinds of things that you could do. Sure but a limited amount of time on the calendar, a limited amount of resources, limited, limited amount of manpower and volunteer hours and stuff to pull off these things. How do you, how do you pick a winner out of the list of ideas?
1: Um, you know, I trust my team mm. a lot. And I think, you know, when we think about the events and the things that the community is doing, that's probably where we get the most feedback in our office um. and ideas and things like that. Um, But we, you know, we have one events director, we have one marketing director Mm -hmm. and we have, you know, we have to just weigh what the manpower is that we can do. Just exactly what you said. What is our office capacity? What are we able to make a difference in? And I think, you know, we can't ever promise anything Mm. to the community when they come in with those ideas, but we are always listening because we do always want to get better. Mm. And so, you know, if we're hearing something multiple times coming into the office, you know, maybe that's something that's worth pursuing, or maybe there is one idea that comes in and we're like, nobody thought of that. That That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we, we do want community feedback. And it's important for us to hear that, you know, we try to survey the community often as well Mm -hmm. with things, anything that we're doing, we will try to survey and say, how can we do this better?
0: Is that one of the things that led to the formation of these Wednesday nights is, is community feedback or where did that idea come from? You
1: know, I think that also grew organically Mm -hmm. because it started And it was small. And I'm just going to lift up my team right now. They're incredible. And Mm. the marketing was great. And my events director is great. And she's really bought into the community as well and the Mm. nonprofit network and everywhere. And then, you know, in the past year, we've brought on two more team members. We need an intern this summer. So we've just really organically grown and when there's cool things happening in the community, people want to be a part of it. Yeah. So it grew organically because of that. Mm, they were like, mm. "Oh, this is really fun." Somebody comes down and they're like, "I want a booth here. Yeah, I want to do this. Yep. Or I want to bring my family down here. You mm-hmm, know, it. Mm-hmm. It just it really grew organically.
0: Yeah. No, that's so cool. I want to uh, zoom out now, kind of looking at the Sock Valley as a whole. You've grown up here, mm-hmm. lived here, um, different areas, worked. Sterling works, Dixon, and stuff. As you have you, as you look at the stock valley as a whole, as you have lived and worked here, what do you feel are the things that are are still missing or what's something that still needs to be changed?
1: I think the thing that needs to be changed that I've noticed in all of my work throughout the charitable organizations and then still in this role with Discover Dixon, housing is a major issue in our Mm. community. And I think that is the one thing that if I could change, if I could wave a magic wand and make one change in our community, it would be more housing across Mm. the board, um, affordable housing, you know, all the way through. We just, we need more.
0: Yeah. I, I have a friend who works in real estate and I think he, he was telling me that last month there was 27 units on the market for the entire Sock Valley. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, that's not very many.
1: <laughs> it's not.
0: <laughs> open availabilities, yeah.
1: And it is, you know, um, another best kept secret that I will share is 211. Mm. And that is a United Way 24-7 helpline mm. where they can call. It's not an emergency, but if, if somebody needs, you know, help with rent or mm. things like that, utilities, something like that, or medical you know, it, any need that the community might have, they can call 2-1-1 and they will direct that person to the organizations that can help with that. Yeah. The number one call we have had for three years running is housing. Yeah. Challenges. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the big one.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, what on the other what about on the other side of the coin?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, as you look across the Sock Valley, have lived here, work here, invest here in the community, mm-hmm. what are the things that get you excited or what what gives you hope for this area?
1: The community and the collaboration, I mm. think as much as we can work together, the better off we're going to be. And I would love to see, I think Dixon's doing that really well. I would love to see that spread throughout all of the Sock Valley and all of us kind of come to the table in one way or another. There are some cool things happening collaboratively, even in cross-county situations. I know Mm. um, there were some grants that have happened that are bringing all a tri-county area to work together. And I think though that excites me. Those Mm. things are very cool. When we can get a regional... Effort to make mm. a change in the community—that's really exciting.
0: Well, and it's true because I mean, even though each each of these towns, each of these cities have their own distinct identities, uh, there's so much uh, cross use. People people live one place, but work a different place. You know, people they are firmly implanted in this one place, but you know, they, they have grandkids who are part of a park district sport thing in a different, you know, county or a different city. And there's people who, we are one region. We are one area. The Stock Valley really does kind of rise and fall as each does. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's been an encouraging part of the conversations I've been having with some other folks of just the desire for regionalism, the desire for, um, working together, uh, the desire for, uh, making sure to, uh, throw some weight behind each other, And not just the projects that we have going on in our little uh, backyard, but looking up to the wider kind of picture. And that is an exciting thing, too, for for me as well. Um, But before we go, can you can you just give us you've hinted a little bit at some of the things coming up this summer, maybe in Dixon. But, you know, what are some projects that are in the works Uh, that you can share with us, or what are things that you want to point people to if they want to find out more information about Discover Dixon, or you particularly, or how to get involved in some of these things?
1: Sure. Um, DiscoverDixon.com is our website. Mm. And that is, I will point people there right away. That's where the calendar of events for the community Mm. will be. And there's a ton coming up. Um, You know, we, between May, from May 5th to June 9th, I think it was We had like nine different events, I think, through that period of time Um, and major events. So there's a leadership summit. We had Mm. a gala. We had um, a cycling event where people were camping in Lowell Park for the first time ever in the history of the park. Wow. Um, We have our city market starting. We have our yoga starting every Friday morning on the riverfront at 7 and 9 Mm. a.m. Free yoga for the community. And um, our music in the park. And then obviously we have Petunia Fest coming up in the fall. We have our Dement Town Festival. And so there's a ton coming up. But discoverdixon.com is where you can find all of the things for the community. Absolutely. And the other thing you can do is sign up for our newsletter there, Mm. which will keep you apprised of anything that comes up in the short term as well. Yeah. Um, So that that's your number one resource that I'll leave you with.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think I've got I'm brimming with ideas, not only for things that my family and I are going to do this summer, but also just exciting things that are happening in this community. But so appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your story with us, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And until next time on the Sock Valley Spotlight, I'm your host, Drew Williams. And let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home.